Magic Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. The third day of Rudolf Steiner on the chemical wedding of Christian Rosenkreutz. Andrea wants to show how the seven liberal arts into which people in the Middle Ages organized knowledge attainable in the sensory world should function as a preparation for spiritual knowledge. These seven liberal arts, or seven branches of knowledge, were grammar, rhetoric, logic, arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. From his description in The Chemical Wedding, it is clear that Andrea considers that the Rosicrucian brother and his legitimate companions, as well as the intruders, are all equipped with the knowledge attainable through these liberal arts, though their possession of it differs. The legitimate seekers of the spirit, and above all the Rosicrucian brother, our traveler, whose experiences are being described, have made this knowledge their own. By possessing it, their souls have developed the power to receive from the spiritual world what was still unknown for the seven liberal arts. These arts have prepared their souls so that not only do they know what is to be known by and through them, but this knowledge can give them the necessary weight for having experiences in the spiritual world. For intruders, however, the weight of these arts has not become weight of soul. Their souls have not acquired the true world content that these arts contain. On the third day, the brother of the Rose Cross participates in weighing the souls. This is described by an imagination of the scales upon which the souls are weighed to ascertain whether they have added to their own weight what corresponds to the seven other weights. These seven weights are imaginative representations of the seven liberal arts. The Rosicrucian brother carries in his own soul not only the content of the seven liberal arts that has grown out of the seven weights, but also a surplus. This benefits another person who is not considered sufficiently mature in himself. And this person is made safe from expulsion from the spiritual world by the true seeker of the spirit. In mentioning this episode, Andrea demonstrates how well acquainted he is with the secrets of the spiritual world. For of all the soul forces already developed in the sense world, love is the only one that can remain unchanged by the passage of the soul into the spiritual world. In the sense world, we can help one who is weaker than we attain forces we ourselves possess, and the same can be accomplished through what is bestowed upon us in the realm of the spirit. Andrea's description of the illegitimate intruder's expulsion from the spiritual world shows that by his writing he desires to make his contemporaries conscious of how far removed one can be from the spiritual world and therefore from true reality when, although familiar with various descriptions of the way to this world, one has remained a stranger to consciousness of real inner soul change. An unbiased reading of The Chemical Wedding shows that one of the author's aims is to reveal to his contemporaries how destructive for true human evolution are those who interfere with life through impulses that place themselves into illegitimate relationship to the spiritual world. Andrea envisions, for his own time, how right knowledge of the spiritual foundations of existence leads to right social 
moral, and other communal human goals. Hence, in his description, he throws a clear light upon all that becomes injurious to human progress because its aims are derived from an unsound relationship with the spiritual world. On the third day, therefore, after having experienced the expulsion of the unlawful intruders, the brother of the Rose Cross feels the possibility arising of using his faculties of understanding in a way suited to the spiritual world. His possession of this capacity appears before his soul in the imagination of the unicorn bowing before a lion. Roaring, the lion calls a dove who brings him an olive branch, which he swallows. Were we to consider this as a symbol rather than a real imagination, we might say that it pictures an event in the soul of the spiritual seeker through which he feels himself capable of thinking what is spiritual. But such an abstract idea would not express the full essence of the soul event that we are considering. For the event is experienced in such a manner that the sphere of personal sensory perception is extended beyond the boundary of the physical body. In the spirit realm, the seer experiences beings and events external to his own essential being, just as we experience processes going on within our own bodies during usual waking consciousness. When such extended consciousness arises, mere abstract conceptions cease, and the imagination appears as the necessary form of expression for what is experienced. When we try to express these experiences in abstract ideas, as we must today for the wider communication of knowledge derived from the science of spirit, then these imaginations must be brought into the appropriate ideas. Andrea omits this in The Chemical Wedding. For he aims at describing, without alteration, the experiences of the spiritual seeker in the middle of the 15th century, when it was not customary to translate experienced imaginations into ideas and concepts. When imaginative perception reaches the stage of maturity, as it does in the case of the Rosicrucian brother on the third day, the soul within its inner life is enabled to enter the realm of reality where imaginations originate. With the attainment of this faculty, a person can observe in a new way, from a viewpoint in the spiritual world, the beings and events of the sense world. One sees the extent to which these beings and events flow from their true suprasensory source. Andrea explains that the Rosicrucian brother succeeds in acquiring this power to a greater degree than his companions. He reaches the stage where he sees the library of the castle, and the burial of the kings from a spiritual point of view. This is possible because he can use his own will to a high degree in the imaginative world. His comrades can perceive only what comes to them from external powers, without such strong activity of their own will. The Rosicrucian brother learns more from the burial of the kings than is found written in all books. The view of these burials is brought into direct connection with seeing the glorious phoenix. In the beholding of these, the secret of death and of birth is revealed. These two threshold life events rule only in the sense world. In the spiritual world, birth and death do not correspond to a becoming and passing away, but represent a transmutation of one form of life into another, 
the nature of birth and death can be understood only when viewed from a standpoint removed from the sense world into a realm in which they themselves do not exist. In recording how the Rosicrucian brother makes his way to the burial of the kings and sees the rise of a new kingly power out of the death of the old kings in the image of the phoenix, Andrea seeks to describe the particular path of a spiritual seeker in the middle of the 15th century, which was a turning point for human spiritual experience. The way of approaching the spiritual world that had been valid for many previous centuries changed then. In the outer life of human beings, this change arose through the growing mode of modern thinking in natural science and other transformations in the human life. This passing away of one particular tendency of the human soul and the beginning of another may be found in the spiritual realm where the scientist of the spirit searches for the secrets of existence. Despite all the other revolutionary events in the historical progress of humanity, the character of spiritual vision remained practically unchanged from Greco-Roman times until the 15th century. The spiritual, instinctive understanding rooted in the human heart and mind was still the essential characteristic of human soul powers. And this had to be transferred to the realms of spiritual reality and there transmuted into the power of spiritual perception. From the middle of the 15th century, in place of this soul power, an understanding arose that was liberated from the instinctive forces and worked in the light of full self-knowledge. To raise this understanding to the power of perceptive consciousness is the task of the spirit seeker. In Christian Rosenkreutz, the leading brother of the Rose Cross, Andrea describes a person who has entered the spiritual world by a method that ended in the 15th century. The experiences of the chemical wedding present to the eye of his soul the end of one approach and the beginning of another. Consequently, he must understand certain secrets that the castle's rulers, who would rather continue to administer the spiritual life in the old ways, would willingly hide from him. Andrea wishes to portray to his contemporaries the foremost spiritual investigator of a declining era, one who perceives in the spiritual realm the death of that era and the birth of a new one. Andrea found that his contemporaries were still content with the traditions of the old era. They still preferred to open the way to the spiritual world using their traditional methods, but Andrea wanted to tell them, your path is useless, the greatest who has most recently followed it has seen this. Realize that he has perceived and you will develop a sense for a new path. Andrea wanted to set up Christian Rosenkreutz's spiritual path as the legacy of 15th century spiritual investigation. He wanted to show that a new way of spiritual investigation had to begin. Contemporary spiritual scientists who understand the signs of the times find themselves continuing the efforts begun by Johann Valentin Andrea. They meet the strongest opposition from those spiritual seekers who still attempt to open the way into suprasensory world through a renewal of old spiritual scientific traditions. And now, a word from our sponsors. 
While we cannot control whether any ads get put in the spots allocated, we thank you for listening to those that do since they help keep this project alive. You can also get ad-free content and bonus content and videos and a private webpage by subscribing exclusively to magicwithoutfears.com for only a couple dollars a week or $6 a month or 50 for the year. It helps a lot, plus you get emails about other exclusive things. Thank you very much. Andrea subtly and gently indicates what kind of knowing must emerge through perceptive human consciousness after the middle of the 15th century. Christian Rosenkreutz finds his way to a great globe through which the dependence of earthly events on extra-earthly cosmic impulses is presented to his soul. This indicates the first glimpse into a new knowledge of the heavens, beginning with the Copernican view of the universe, which, however, Christian Rosenkreutz considers able to provide only what is meaningful for the physical world. To this day, modern natural science still investigates in terms of this Copernican beginning. In its worldview, modern science sees Earth surrounded by heavenly events, which it tries to understand through intellect alone. It seeks within the earthly sphere itself the forces behind the essential processes of earthly events. When investigating the conditions under which the seed of a new being arises within the maternal being, it notes only the forces that are related to the earthly ancestors in the stream of heredity. It is quite unconscious of the fact that during the forming of the seed, the earth's heavenly periphery is working into the earthly happenings and the maternal being is merely the place within which the extraterrestrial cosmos shapes the seed. This mode of thought seeks the causes of historical events exclusively in facts preceding these events in earthly life. It ignores the supra-earthly impulses that fertilize earthly facts so that events of a subsequent epoch may proceed from events of the preceding one. This way of thinking admits extra-earthly influence as working merely upon lifeless earthly processes. The prospect of an organic, a spiritual knowledge of the heavens is revealed to Christian Rosenkreutz, but this can have nothing in common with the ways of ancient astrology. Rather, it rests upon the same foundations for the suprasensory as Copernicanism does for the sense world. We may note how competently Andrea treats the imaginative life in The Chemical Wedding. All the wisdom that comes to Christian Rosenkreutz as revelation, and without the exercise of his own will, Andrea shows as appearing through forces represented in images of a feminine nature. And where the personal will of the spiritual investigator makes its way is pictured through the male element by images of boys leading the way. In the human being, whether physically man or woman, male and female hold sway as polar opposites. Andre gives his characterizations with this in view. What has to do with concepts and thoughts will be put in the correct relation to the nature of will, when this relation is represented in images reminding us of male and female in the world of the senses. Once more, it should be noted as a precaution against misunderstanding that the imagination of male and female is not to be confused with the relation between man and woman in the sensory world any more than the imagination of the animal form appearing to perceptive consciousness has to do with the animal nature 
related by current Darwinism to humankind. At present, many people think that they can penetrate to hidden secrets of existence through the physiology of sex. Even a superficial knowledge of the real science of the spirit should convince them that such efforts, instead of leading toward the mysteries of existence, lead far away from them. In any case, it is nonsense to connect the teaching of such a personality as Andrea in any way with the physiology of sex. Andrea points with great clarity to something important when he secretly includes in the chemical wedding a description of the virgin, and brings this virgin into particularly close relationship with the seeker of the spirit. The virgin is the imaginative representation of suprasensory knowledge, which instead of being gained on the physical plane like the seven liberal arts, has to be drawn from the realm of the spirit. In a somewhat enigmatic way, the virgin gives her name. It is alchemy. By this, Andrea wishes to show that true alchemy is a different science from those evolved from ordinary consciousness. For Andrea, alchemists accomplish their work with perceptible substances and forces, not because they wish to investigate effects in the sensory world, but because they wish to allow what is suprasensory to manifest through the physical process. Alchemists seek to penetrate to suprasensory processes through physical processes. What alchemists do, their research, differs from the research of the ordinary scientist in how they look at the physical process. The experiences of the third day include completely overcoming the belief that the kind of judgment we are used to in the sensory world can, without changing it, be a guide in the suprasensory world. Among the company in which Christian Rosenkreutz finds himself, questions are propounded, all leading to the end that decisive answers are withheld. Reality is richer than the faculty of judgment based upon the intellect nurtured by the sense world. After the description of these experiences, Andrea also introduces a duchess. Thus, he brings Christian Rosenkreutz into relationship with the suprasensory kind of knowledge she characterizes, theology. How this is to affect the human heart and soul is then pictured. Of special significance is the fact that after all these experiences, the spiritual seeker is visited again on the following night by a dream in which he is shown a door he wishes to open, but which offers him considerable and prolonged resistance. This image is produced in his soul by the idea that all his previous experiences should not be thought of as possessing any intrinsic value by their immediate content. Rather, his previous experiences are generators of a force that will have to be subject to still further effort. Thanks for listening. Tomorrow we will venture into the fourth day. The only thing I want to highlight today, because there's a lot of good things to dive into, and I could talk about the importance of alchemy and theology, and I do talk about it endlessly, so I'll leave that and just want to say one thing. Steiner always, in all his work, and here especially, reminds us that love is the one transmitter from the sensory into the spiritual world. He really did believe that the only thing our soul or body takes with us into the afterlife are the most sublime and highest, most powerful, overwhelming, and pure experiences of love that we have in this one. And so, loving God with all your heart, loving your neighbors, yourself, 
it all comes back to this. Be loving. Be loving. Love. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. That's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now, hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk.